welcome to Stop Back and Roll, a podcast about putting on your robe and wizard hat to prepare for the arrival of adventurers into your tower. I'm James. And I'm Brandon. Today we're going to be making the Sinister Sorcerer's Sanctum, a procedurally generated floor for Radcrawl. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> we've um, never addressed the audience in that way. That is the most no, awkward thing I've ever, ever said. In that way. Oh we have really God. kind of like bizarre, bizarre intros, but I think it's fine. It's good. I'm, so let's, get, let's just horrified. get into some content let's just go. Let's and stop go. talking about intro stuff. Ugh. So um, so you launched a, a cool new thing, the Latin I Explosion. Did. Yeah. Which you've been talking about for a while. Um, and it's out there now. People can go see it. Yeah, it is now available. It's on YouTube. If you look up Latin Explosion Masks, I think. Uh, with Latin explosion, all one word, then uh, cool. then it should come up. If it isn't, let me know, and I'll do some stuff to make it there. Are the are the vods also still on Twitch? The vods might be on Twitch still. Um, Twitch gets um, rid of stuff so quickly. Yeah, there's a way where you can make it save things too, but you might not be able to do that until you're like an affiliate. I think. I think, I think we have to wait till affiliate, which will okay. hopefully hit this month. But you yeah, know, we'll see. But yeah, there is. Uh, at least one video that is the first like play session that's up and ready to go and everything like that. It's on YouTube. It should still be on the Twitch site. And it was a lot of fun. We had some really good teenage ac- action. We had some good teenage feelings, uh, nice. wrestling moves, uh, nice. characters with way over the top voices. I've introduced already a Silver Age style villain that I'm like, <laughs> totally in love with uh so it's it's more if you if you like protean city uh you probably will enjoy this as well because it has that a lot of the same sort of slightly madcap slightly chasing the action feel <laughs> yeah uh, that masks goodness and and masks goodness and me being unable to let people have nice things yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, look, someone from your backstory that you established is here. They're going to make you feel bad about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, well, yeah, check so, in on that, I guess. Yeah, check out that. So that is that is now up. It's on Twitch every week, uh, twitch.tv slash Latin Explosion. Probably always Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They're quick little two-hour shows, but we mm-hmm. hit the action, we get going. Uh this, cool. The February group is awesome. I really like it. Uh, all of the players are amazing. Nice. Well, go check that out. And and then I want... We've got another thing. James, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, well, we're going to Dreamation. Yeah, we are. Bah, 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 bah. Um, I will be there Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. And maybe late su- uh, Friday night, but probably just there to crash. I'll, yeah, I'll be there Saturday, Sunday, and Probably some of Friday evening mm-hmm. with a couple question marks. Uh, there's yeah. some weirdness in terms of scheduling for both of us. We're not driving together, which is yeah, just very sad. Yeah. We'll make a shared um, sad song Spotify list and listen to it together as we drive. Yeah. I started to figure out how we were going to record a podcast in a car again. Oh, God. I was like, oh, but wait, <laughs> we're not going to probably go out together. So we can do a call. You know, I thought about that too. Yeah. <laughs> that's dumb. That's oh, that's God, like peak dumb, though. That's the worst. Um, 
<laughs> so yeah, check us out. I think I think at this point, um, it's too late to get a hotel room yeah. at the hotel. It was even too late for us, so we're in like a an Airbnb across the street, which is going to work out pretty well. I think so. Um, oh, that'll be great we'll be for there. recording. Yeah, I'm hoping it'll be pretty Ooh. good. Um, we can grab some people, do an episode of Burning City, or have whatever. a table. Yeah, instead of chairs on top of on top of a tiny uh, table. Yeah, two t- the the one. Uh, coffee table in the hotel room stacked on top of another coffee table <laughs> that we've done twice now <laughs> so that'll be that'll be interesting um come check that out um we'll be around and all that stuff are you running anything no nice nice and uh, cash so yeah i go out i go plan nothing um i played nothing but board games and <laughs> war games last year yeah um which is like apparently a thing i do sometimes so we'll see what happens this year i saw a couple of rpg people talking on twitter about how they do that at dreamation it's good it's apparently a thing i'm gonna be bringing uh one game of passion one game of masks and a third little thing that we're going to be talking about some today, but if you've got something cool. else on Dreamation, let's do that first. Uh, no, I wanted to talk about this tweet that we got, or this that this tweet that oh, was going yeah. around that uh, that somebody sent us. It was um, Blake Ryan actually sent this to us. Yeah, it was a uh, Twitter thread by Sydney Icarus, who is at Action Economy, um, and it was a whole thread on mask stats. Not mass, sorry. Uh, Power by the apocalypse stats yeah. and how they're this person, Sydney at least, believes that they are done and <laughs> that like we need to move on. And I thought that that would jive with our audience of people who have watched you develop a, a, a whole game where instead of using stats, you use questions. Um, but it dug into uh, two games that I have not uh, that I apparently own but have not spent any time with. Um, <laughs> Which is Night Witches by Jason Morningstar and The Veil by Fraser Simons. I remember um, you getting The Veil, I think. I definitely didn't actually have The Veil. Oh, you didn't have The Veil. Today, I'm sorry. But I had Night Witches. Cut that. <laughs> Apparently I bought Night Witches a while ago um, and I hadn't actually read all the rules. But So the thing that uh, Sydney was talking about was this idea of kind of like the team mechanic yeah. in masks there uh, you like this idea that you have a pool and you choose when you take things from the pool mm-hmm. and then later you spend them on um on to give yourself a bonus to a roll and there's this whole kind of thing where like when you take something from the pool it triggers something and when you spend it um, it triggers, well, it uses the move, mm-hmm. uh, or it gives you a bonus on a move, and then if you have too few or too many of the the tokens, that it can trigger something else, and so it's this kind of like very interesting push and pull uh, trigger mechanic for for replacing statistics. Yeah, I think there's definitely something to be said for doing a full episode on that sometime in the near yeah. future. Oh, absolutely. I like. I think I told you briefly in uh, in a in a hangout chat like that really resonated with yeah. what i have kind of been thinking about for my my mission control game yeah. because i've i've kind of been struggling with like what those stats would look like or what they would even be yeah um but having a mechanic that i could call like cigarettes and like just really capture that 1970s 80s everyone's smoking a cigarette and the more stress they get the more cigarettes they smoke and <laughs> Um, and use that as like a stress mechanic that That's awful. I love um, it. it's it's terrible <laughs> and I think it fits the genre so well yeah um, and so I want to come back and talk about that maybe when I'm a little further along in the uh, the the process of writing that game 
but I definitely wanted to call out that tweet thread. I'll put it. I'll put the uh, the link in the show notes. People can go read it if you haven't seen it already because it was a uh, a very well thought out yeah uh, critique or not a critique but like a an alternate uh, line of thinking for powered by the apocalypse stats. And I think you could even pull it out of powered by the apocalypse and use it elsewhere too. Sydney's one of those amazing accounts to follow on Twitter because they post just incredible stuff all the time, like amazing PBTA and game design theory that like is really in depth, really focused. Um, when I go on my threads, they tend to go off the rails, uh, but <laughs> Sydney stays like so on point and so on target and always has like five or six different examples. It's uh, a, yeah. Definitely, cool. I, definitely. I don't think I, I wasn't following them, but I am now, oh. and so I look forward to more of that. Well worth the follow uh, at Action Economy. Definitely yeah. worth following. Cool, especially if you like this show. Actually, <laughs> yeah, there's some overlap in terms of interests. It definitely, it definitely, uh, it felt like I was reading an episode of the show, but like made by someone better than us. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, uh, or at least better than me. Uh, well, certainly better than me too. Sydney, you're the best of us. So, speaking of uh, <laughs> things that you are doing, let's talk about what we're going to talk about for this episode, uh, which is you had some work on uh, Rad Crawl that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, so I am, one of the three things I am bringing to Dreamation is hopefully the minimum viable product for Rad Crawl. Cool. Now, that and is that like an official thing that people are going to be able to sign up for or no. unofficial? No. Okay. Uh, so my intention is for Radcrawl to be played in an hour or less for the full okay. game. Okay. I don't know if that's feasible or not. Um, I'm increasingly thinking that it isn't. It's probably going to be closer to two hours for the full game. But either mm-hmm. way, four hour long slots just don't, that, yeah, that, that doesn't well. help me. And it doesn't help anyone else. <laughs> okay. So like well, I could do, cool. I could do games on demand. I might swing by there and be like, Hey, I've got this little deck of cards. Yeah. But it'll probably just be like hanging around and saying, Hey, who wants to do this? Who wants to fight a goblin? Well, you know that I want to play it, so Yeah. Um so I know I've got in, at least one player. Coach. Heck yeah. yeah. Um Okay. So what do you need what do we what do we need to talk about? What are we gonna talk about? So I've got a whole bunch of cards made. I've got a whole bunch of items. I had some different thoughts on stuff, but I've now moved it so that monsters are no longer cards. Oh, um, interesting. Just the quickest refresher, Radcrawl is a... Man, it's so hard to describe this stupid <laughs> game. Radcrawl is a roguelike arena dungeon. And so you are playing characters that are in like a kind of 90s trad sports dungeon arena. Like, you mm-hmm. know, kind of like that X-Crawl sort of feel, but for the modern the modern day and you are doing like high fantasy stuff with like an announcer and there's yeah it's it's nonsense and it's silly and it's an arena and it's a roguelike so you definitely describe it as like a a high fantasy lord of the rings meets um smash tv or the running man yeah 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 definitely um and so you're playing characters that are going to probably not make it through uh but it's also a legacy game so changes happen to the dungeons and to the players and <laughs> the uh, like your uh, currently I'm calling it your promotion. Um, I don't okay. love that because that's just straight from wrestling and I am not a wrestles man. So I don't know that I have enough terminology yeah. to call it that. But, you know, that's the idea. Mm-hmm. 
So what I currently have is the things that you hopefully need, although some of this is going to be in rewrites, uh, the things that you need to be a character. What I need to come up with and put together is at least one uh, little pamphlet, little booklet, that is a floor of the dungeon. Okay. Because I'm moving from the idea as monsters as cards to dungeon bosses as pamphlets. Okay. So, like, basically, you are, oh, you are in the, you know, deep poison wood. And so because you're in the deep poison wood, there's specific things that you might be more likely to hit. There's things that you might have to deal with and you'll fight a bog monster at the end of it. Okay. Um, and so this also lets me have like little, little OSR or D and D original looking packets that I can throw down on the table that you just kind of like print, stick a couple staples into and then draw on. (laughs) Uh, so yeah. So, and it also should hopefully make it a little easier for people to, add new challenges to the game without making new cards without making new cards yeah because i was realizing like hey even my finished product is going to have like 20 monsters and that's not enough monsters yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay so how does pamphlet that talks about so the pamphlet obviously uh, covers some kind of a, a title a theme a monster genre etc etc yeah um when and you have cards that lay out the kinds of gear that you have the Mm -hmm. kinds of hero that you are um how does that so how does the pamphlet translate into a like a thing like a map so like rooms that you are in so the way that it works is in addition to providing a little bit of lore and some like box text at the beginning Mm -hmm. um to be flavored hopefully by your announcer saying stuff because you also are going to have your announcer card um it essentially tells you tables and situations for the players. Okay. So like you make a role of some kind as the GM and you're like, Oh, the problem that they're coming upon, the first issue that they're coming upon is this. How do we simulate that in the game? Okay. And so sometimes it'll be like, Oh, there are some monsters. Choose a couple monsters. These are the monsters moves. Do a fight. Other times it might be like, there's a rickety old bridge. Uh, here's a role relate. Here's a move related to that, and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, so basically, it's like a little collection of custom moves, and like dungeon dressings and dungeon ideas that all fit around a single theme, so that for the, you know, three four little challenges you do in that room, in mm-hmm. that floor, it feels coherent. Okay. And is there, so each pamphlet is, is one floor or multiple floors? One floor. Although like floor is like, think of it more like a level in a video game, you know? Yeah, I got you. Like you could be in an enormous underground jungle and that's a perfectly good floor. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and then is that, is there like a set path that walks you through that or are you, is that to a, a table that you are rolling on? Uh, I think that there there might not even be a map for this. Um, okay. Like I, I think it's going to try to be pretty, uh, you know. But I mean, but I mind. mean, I don't mean a literal map. What I mean, like, is 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 the pamphlet going to say, okay, and first, first the the adventurers are going to come across a clearing that has 
X number of small monsters from the small monsters table. And then they're going to, and then if they leave oh, that I area, see. they're going to come across the bridge of despair. And then they're going to come across the fire swamps I'd, in that order. No, I'd love for that to be a thing that is rolled out. Okay. Because that continues to feel that same like yeah, roguelike feel, absolutely. right? Like that you go, which in. is also that cool, um, the, uh, the cool lasers and feelings thing of where you roll on the, mm-hmm. the plot table where it's like, and it's this guy trying to do this thing in this location. And okay, that's a cool story. I definitely yeah. want to play that now. The only thing that you'll know as you enter the level is if you like, you'll be probably be able to see what's on the cover of the pamphlet, which mm-hmm. might be a picture of the boss, but like you'll get that and some, and some text, right? That is like, yeah. you enter down into the dark caverns and the stench of putrid death surrounds you. Yeah. Uh, and like people that have played this before, who've done this level before, would be going like, oh, we're against that same dragon again. Okay, let's do this. So it is the idea that you would play through this multiple times. Yeah, yeah. Because ideally okay. what will essentially happen is there will be the GM will have a stack of pamphlets, mm-hmm. um, either ones that they've chosen ahead of time for that play session, or they might just have like a little folder full of packets. Yeah. And then they just grab one. And like, you could say be- to the players, like, which one of these do you want? Or you could just go, we're doing this one. Yeah. It would be cool. So again, I'm kind of imagining this as being, did you, you ever play, you played Torchlight, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, video game i'm imagining it a lot or or even like some of the diablo games had Mm -hmm. uh things like that where it's like you are centered and around a dungeon and you are going through the floor and then you go down to the Mm -hmm. next floor and the next floor and you go back up to the town um and so it would be cool to have if if you're imagining each of these pamphlets being like one floor or level of the game yeah having like a bundle of like multiple like floor one floor two floor three each of their own bundles oh that could be Um, cool too and so, like, if you if you get to the end of, like, the, so you have the pamphlet that is, like, the Dungeon of Despair. Yeah. And when you when you beat the final boss of that that pamphlet, well, what do you do? do like, the, do, A, like, does that ever happen? Do, do these, these weak characters ever get to the final boss <laughs> and then win? Hopefully. Um, and if they do, like, what happens? Yeah. Do the and then like like where do they go? Where does that story continue? Yeah, and so it'd be cool to have another pamphlet that's floor two of the dungeons of despair. Yeah, um, and then so when you beat the first boss, you pull out the next pamphlet and keep moving. That could be a cool way to do it as well. Um, I'm not really sure how it's going to all line up. Um, I think mm-hmm. that definitely there could be something to be said for doing like adventures that are three in a row that are like the same yeah. thing, right? Um. But I think also it could like it could end up being mix and match, right? Like sure. it wouldn't be that hard for me to even say, like, hey, here is a two dollar expansion to this game. You get three potentially sequential floors. Mm-hmm. Feel free to run them in order or yeah, run them out of order. Wherever, yeah. But they're just different connected. They get, my, my concern, my thought process was that if you make it to the end of the floor, like because so many of these characters are going to die so quickly. Yeah. That when you get to the end of the boss and defeat the boss. Yeah. If at that point you're just like, I guess we're done. Mm, like we just, yeah, then that's we're done. No like that doesn't feel as satisfying. Yeah. What you want is those characters to then continue on to the next thing and then die there. Yeah. 
to the to the first the first room monster of the next level. Yeah. So maybe what needs to happen is floors need to be whether the floors are in order or not. Yeah. Maybe the floors should have different levels. So like this is this is a floor 1 dungeon. This is a floor 2 dungeon. Mhm. Hmm. Which will let you ramp difficulty a little bit if you yeah. want to. Absolutely. Um yeah, I mean my other concern my thought was just that if if like if you have the dungeons of despair and you finish the dungeons of despair, then like and you want to keep going because the characters are still alive, then to then be like, okay, well the other pamphlet I have is this desert world. Yeah. Well, like, how did we get from this dungeon to that desert? Yeah, and like so, part of that is within kind of the fiction of the game mm-hmm. that this is a horrific magical arena. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a portal. Uh, a skeleton that just points or something like that. Yeah. You you must be this tall tender. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like, you know, you've got, like, the announcer follows you through all of it, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, there are some things that, like, connect all of the pieces. Uh, assuming that all of that theming ends up working and being yeah, interesting, yeah. which we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, so so you wanted to write up one of these pamphlets then, is that mm-hmm. which you were... Which you were yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, that it might be fun for the two of us to just, like, work through one of these. Because you okay. can also, I think you'll be able to help me a lot in terms of, first off, producing some of this content. Because mm-hmm. it's, you know, I've I've not written an enormous amount of, uh, of, like, modules. And this is kind of like a randomized module. Um, yeah. And, I haven't really either, but. Yeah, but, like, you know, just two heads yeah. better than one, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an, that's the the theory behind the Etten. Yeah, that's exactly. And then also just having, you know, having some content that people can see, like, oh, this is how this kind of thing might go, and yeah. being oh, because closer, ideally, being able to do it, <laughs> like, let other people make modules for yeah. this game. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like like the intention is for this game as much as possible to be kind of like open source, so that you can like like the game and add a thing and stick it up somewhere. And and now everyone's game is bigger, and that's so freaking cool. I want this game to be ex- extremely expandable. Yeah, which will be cool. Which is with a big capital X in each of those. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Expandable. So, the first thing we need to do is basically decide what floor do you want to make? Hmm. Well... Um, is there anything question are, yeah, are there any like fantasy tropes that feel like really fun and interesting to you to jump into um boy am I not a huge fantasy person um, <laughs> well, remember also that it it doesn't need to be that fantasy like yeah, this yeah, is yeah. intended to be a game that's a little like part of my pitch for this is munchkin but good yeah yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a rough pitch. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it calls out people, which is on brand. Which so. is very on brand. Um, I mean, so you'd want. Let's see. You'd want. Let's. I, I like the wizard tower. Cool. Like, I don't know if you want to like work your way up the tower or how that works out. But I like yeah. the idea of like like if you're standard kind of dungeony Dungeons and Dragons style. Uh, maps dungeon things are like you've got your like your your uh your your dungeon that's deep underground and you're digging yeah. your way or you're you're moving your way downwards deeper into like a castle thing you've got your castles you've got your caves you've got your 
your wizard towers. Yeah, I like I like the wizard tower because you're moving upwards. I love it. Yeah. So let's give this a name. Um, I think all of them are gonna have three word names. Okay. That are like over the top, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like descriptive word wizard's sanctum. Yeah. Might be a nice way to go on this. I always come back to dread. I use dread too often though. <laughs> yeah. How about like the sinister wiz- wizard sanctum? Sinister sorcerer sanctum. I love it so much. <laughs> I like that alliteration. I've just sent you Oh. The sinister Ooh, this sorcerer. This is really sanctum. fancy. Yeah. Uh <laughs> that, damn. That is well admittedly that first page yeah. is just uh, the book book six Eldritch Wizard Wizardry <laughs> from Dungeons and Dragons. Still, uh, but that's kind of like the aesthetic I'm going for, right? Okay. Um, currently, cool. uh, that this is just like the default template, mm-hmm. and this might be too long of a template because this is seven pages. Yeah. So it is asking people to print seven pieces of paper, right? That feels fine to me, though. That feels fine to me. Also, <laughs> I mean, but like. I mean, compared to like, to like D and D and more trad games, because like also you can then you can and should continue to reuse this level. Yeah, because changes will happen within the level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're easily printing that many paper, that many sheets of paper for a masks game or oh, yeah. Urban Shadows game. So absolutely, I think that that's fine. Okay, cool. So. Uh, so we'll we'll put let's go ahead and say what we can say right now as the games designer and with nobody nobody who gets to tell me what to do on it (laughs) like there's there's no there's no additional copyright holder on anything right now Mm -hmm. so i can freely say uh we'll stick this in the show notes also um okay cool probably after probably after we've put in the information that we've done but Mm -hmm. before i polish it for running at dreamation yeah, okay. Because um, I don't care about spoilers up. either, because there's a potential in the real game that people will have played through it once already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just going to bring us kind of through it as we go through it, unless you want to sure. jump around for stuff. Nope. I think that it, if you have worked through like a rough thing of what you're looking for, then why don't you lead me through this and then we'll we'll build out some stuff. Sounds awesome. So we have, there's going to be a cover page. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that is a little table of contents, which has our design and copyright info, which will list the people that worked on it, probably with a stupid nickname in quotes, mm-hmm. because this is, this is supposed to feel like that, like, you know, very seventies tabletop feel. Yeah. And then like a brief description of the floor. That's just like the conceptual idea. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily what you're reading aloud to the players, but it is, it's, it's like, let the GM know what, what they've got coming for them. Yeah, and how to explain it to the players, too. Yeah. Um, the sections in it are box text and floor rules, room generation, which is basically a little table, some room results, some monster results, and the finale. There's also probably going to be a page, maybe two pages, on how to advance the dungeon and how to change the dungeon. And I also want... Uh, two pages each of Graveyard and Hall of Legends for you to write the people who have died there and the people who have won. Mm, that's good. Isn't that great? Can I ask you, so let me ask you this question. Sure. Yeah. 
um, to just dig into this a little bit. Yeah. So you have so the, the, the most of this is gonna be like procedurally generated in that you'll have a bunch of tables, and so as the players are walking into this this thing the first time, yeah, uh, you you roll the dice and discover what are in those rooms. Yeah, are you recording that? in some place so that the next group that comes through runs into those same rooms or are you randomizing it every time? I think probably randomizing it unless there's a floor that's specifically for some reason about not randomizing it. Like I could see a, like a thing where you are in a special dungeon, like an Mm -hmm. event dungeon or something like that. That instead of having three or four floors, it's one big mega dungeon. Yeah. That sticks around, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that having it randomize each time does some work in terms of making it continue to feel new. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it does mean that everyone's dungeon is a little more similar to everyone else's dungeon. But I want the advancement and some of like the choices you make throughout it to be making changes. So, like, for example, what kind of element this sorcerer uses is maybe something that is devised by the first GM to put this table on, right? Mm-hmm. And then from then on, if you're facing when you're facing that wizard, that's what that wizard is like. Yeah, at least for that GM. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And and it's pretty. I think it's pretty easy for in a fantasy setting to hand wave and say, "Well, well, the wizard rearranges his tower." Yeah. Especially because like this is a, it's a. Uh, I was going to say TV show, but it's not a TV show. It's, it's a, kind of a TV uh, show. It's kind of a TV show. <laughs> it's a game show. Um, it's a game show, and so maybe if you do not have a wizard to rearrange your dungeon, a wizard will be provided for you. <laughs> yeah, you you have been kind and polite enough to allow the rad crawl games to come through here. And so if they kill you, of course, <laughs> rad crawl will bring you back. Yeah. Uh, they'll, they'll recoup you damages. Uh, but you do get to keep any experience gained by mm-hmm. murdering the players. So that's fun. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good bit. I love it. I, I love, love this, it so much. I love this game so much. It's so ridiculously <laughs> over the top. I, like, I can't even wait to start playing some of these games. Okay. Um, so, okay. so what do we need? We need... So first thing, like, so there's stuff that is kind of like boring fill-in stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, we need some box text of, like, what it is to come into. Mm-hmm. But, like, that is, you know, that's box text. We don't need to write that, like, on the air, okay. right? Um, but our general idea of the box text is that it's entering a wizard's, a wizard's tower. Yeah. Um, is the wizard's tower, like, are you in a, you go through a portal and you're at the wizard's tower? Mm-hmm. Are there things out, like, do you enter the wizard's tower or are you already in the wizard's tower when you start? Um, so there's two ways that I would do this. Yeah. And you can decide which one you like better. Um, I think you are, I think either way. I think you're entering the... I think you are, are... I don't know what is to be gained by not being immediately in the wizard's tower. Yeah, me neither. Um, the, the when, I think of, when, when I think of wizard... And this, so I guess, from an aesthetic point of view, there are two <laughs> wizard's towers that I think of. Okay. There's the, like, 
craggy offset rooms, like uh, weird zigzaggy wizard's tower. Yeah. It's a little bit more cartoony in one way. Yeah. Um, and then the other wizard's tower I think of is um, from the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon show where <laughs> the wizard, the dark wizard's tower is like up on a floating cloud and has a rope ladder down to the ground. Oh, damn, both of those are really good. I know. Which which one do you think is the sinister sorcerer's sanctum? I think it's definitely the first. The more like zigzaggy, like this building shouldn't be allowed to stand upright. Because yeah, it should definitely tilt over, but it's being held up by magic. I love it. Um, um I think I think maybe like there's there's got to be windows to show that oh, you are going upward. Absolutely. What's outside the windows that's interesting, or is that something that um, we're leaving in the hands of the GM? Um, I don't know. I think that it should be, uh, you know what? Here's what it is. It's, I think you can, you can leave the, the actual descriptions of like exactly what is outside. Yeah. Uh, to the GM. But every time you like go up a floor or whatever, as you climb through the tower, when you're looking out the window, it's a different outside. Nice, nice. So you're consistently getting higher, but every time you look out, it's a different ruined, like, landscape around you. I love that. And so, like, on the first level, it's countryside, but then, like, when you're up on the second floor, it's, like, a snow landscape, and then the third floor is, like, a ruined hellscape. Yeah. And then the fourth floor is, like, you're in the middle of a city, and by the yeah. end, so you're, like, you're feeling higher and higher and higher, but every floor looks out over a different location in the I, fantasy world. I love that. This See, you, James, this is why I brought you on for this, is because I was like, <laughs> James gets red, crawl. Yeah. Um, so... I think that, so the next thing is like floor specific rules. So it's Mm -hmm. uh, either moves that are available to you at all times or situations that if they come up, uh, you got to deal with them, right? Okay. So for example, like if you were in an underground, if like if you were in an underwater thing, then you would like have rules about drowning, right? Yeah. yeah, Um, Um, Hmm. I want to say that there you might need some kind of a room, like a, a like a portal rule. Like what is what is teleportation or um, secret doorways? Like I'm imagining the wizard's mm. tower is like a lot of doorways that are portals to other rooms somewhere else in the tower. Yeah, that they get randomized. So like if you close the door and open it again and go back through the same door, it goes somewhere else. Yeah, so maybe I'm not sure how that translates to a rule. So maybe a a move that has to do with like getting lost in the tower. Yeah. And like going different places. Yeah. So it's so it's like floor specific rule is when you when you go from one room to another. Yeah. And we can do something like that can have any number of effects. Like mm-hmm. it we that could even be a thing that's like like on a ten plus, you come back six years older. On a seven to nine, <laughs> no, that's that's too much. Um, that's my other game. <laughs> is it? <laughs> Don't encroach on my other brand. What's your other brand that you're going through doors and ended up six years older? Oh, my space game, a space <laughs> between. You go through a door into space and come back ten years later. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I think that makes sense to me, and I think maybe the. Uh, 
the role for that, like for when you go through a door, like maybe you have to like do like some sort of rune on the doorway to make it go the mm-hmm. right way. Ooh, that's good. And it's probably, so the way stats work is I have like a descriptive word for each of the six D&D stats. Okay. I'm still working exactly what they are. Yeah. Because um, I don't want it to be like intelligent mm-hmm. like I, and I don't want it to be dexterous. Like I'm using agile for dexterous. Nice. Um, strong for strength. Hearty. Heart, yeah, hearty for constitution. Uh, what would intelligence be? Do you think smart? Mm. I want to maybe like wise. Witted? That Wh- feels wise stupid. would be wisdom though. Wise would be wisdom. Yeah. Um, that's that's a hard one. Intelligence well, we'll for come now. Back to that. For now, it's intelligence. Mm-hmm. And when you roll in this game, you roll plus your stat. And plus an additional tag. Uh, that additional tag is really rare. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the, the main stat tags are really common. So it is, like, un- not unusual to have plus one intelligence. But it is unusual to have, like, plus one magic. Right? Okay. So I'm going to just, I'm going to make it magic for now. Okay. Uh, and then, like, so when you exit a room, you'll get one of those, right? On a hit, mm. we can come back to the to what that move is exactly. But this is a yeah, move yeah, yeah. that is about getting lost. Yeah. Do you want to um, from a from a if if this were just a a D and D game or a dungeon world game? Yeah. Then I would definitely include in that a way or some sort of a requirement to hold the door open. So that it could close and you would split the party if you like had failed yeah. that role. I don't know if that's a thing that you want to do in this game, though. I I really like that. Door because must I love be that. Held. Like, yeah, you've got to like hold the door open, and if you can't, then you it closes, and the next person who opens it, it goes somewhere else. And now you're trying to work to find your way back to each other. Yeah, I love it. That's really cool. Um, because that's the sinister nature of the the sinister sorcerer's uh, sanctum. It's so on brand. I love it. Um, phenomenal. Uh, the next thing that is on that first page is, as you describe the environment, be sure to, and it's basically just like visual cues to do. Mm-hmm. So one of those visual cues is probably talking about the world outside. Yeah. Um, one of them. What's another good thing? Um, what like weird color of flame all the torches or lights are? Yeah, yeah. And also, um, I imagine that it's uh, like what is a good uh, way to put this? That like weird thing where like um, there's like tables and chairs, but they're like they're they're positioned on the ceiling, hanging upside down because gravity is different. Mm, or yeah. like they're like it's like half of a chair or half of a table or there's like um like weird weird like dimensional rift type things that don't make sense yeah i love it <laughs> like the the room at the end of willy wonka yeah <laughs> where it's just half a chair and half a desk make it wonka e. <laughs> yeah um awesome wonky wonky uh so the next page is room generation. I d- I'm not 100% mm. sure how that's going to work. Okay. It's going to be basically a table yeah. that says, like, uh, roll some dice. Mm-hmm. This is what's in the room. Okay. 
Um, I'm not 100% sure what that's going to be like yet. Uh, some of them will be like, this many of this monster, this many of this monster. Others will be like, uh, this challenge, and then you move to that mm. challenge, etc. Uh, yeah. I think, so, let's see. How would my brain want to put this together? I want to say that, that you would want at least two tables to pull okay. together what the... Um, aesthetic of the room is or the location mm, yeah one that includes like uh like a physical description of the room like is it is it a wide room is it a hallway is yeah. it a um a uh is it is it um is it a small room is it a tall room like something that physically describes like the shape and size of the room how many doors yeah. there are that, that kind of thing that kind of thing. Um, and then another one that sort of includes or that covers the, the set dressing. Is it an empty room? Is it a dark room? Is it mist filled? Is it whatever? Like, yeah, what is the, the theme, what is the tone of the room? Yeah. And then a third, then the third for the challenge for the challenge. And the challenge would then send you either to like a trap table, a puzzle table, a monster table, et cetera, et cetera. I love that. And the monster table should probably be two tables as well to do like the type of monster and then the trappings of the monster. Yeah, possibly. Is it a skeleton wizard? Is it a uh, a gnome wizard? Is it a a, a kobold barbarian? Is it like, what is it? Yeah. And like also with, with each thing being now separate out, you can do things where like this is a monster that is a sorcerer's pet. Yeah. And then have that give some interesting options um whether they're rolling or just choosing yeah cool um is there anything we want to set down i don't think there's anything we want to set down in that because that's partially what we're filling in afterwards almost yeah so although some of it is what are cool things to have what are cool challenges to have in wizard's towers um Hmm. and also what are cool aesthetic things to have i think having a library in a sorcerer's yes. tower is rad. I love a r- yep. library. Some kind of a potions room mm, that has yes. like a cauldron and then shelves that line the walls full of different colored potions. Yeah. I don't know what they do, but me neither. And like some of this also out. is in the hands of the GM, right? Yeah. That like if a player says, "I grab a potion and drink it." What does it do? What does it do? And we'll see. And may- maybe maybe there is a move that's like when you're in the potion room, you can do this move. Yeah. Yeah, choose one. You choose one effect, or I choose one, or you choose yeah. two. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I like the idea of um, uh, some kind of a puzzle that involves you need to solve or move something. Okay, but you can't interact with it directly. You have to engage with the animate thing that the wizard has managing their table or their um, their their tower. Okay, is it a does the wizard have a uh, tiny clay construct? Do they yeah. have brooms that are moving around with arms and stuff? Um, do they mm-hmm. have, do they hire kobolds that are intention intelligent or more intelligent? Yeah. Um, and then, so you like, do they have, um, do they have hyper intelligent sentient chickens? Like, what is it? And like, maybe it's like a, the, I especially like the idea of like a, um, there you've got to like get something to something behind a glass wall and there's like small cubbies where the little clay constructs can move through but you can't physically get there yeah so you gotta like find a way to communicate and like talk to the constructs to command them 
Yeah. Cool. We could be a little programming mini game. Yeah, that sounds like potentially That's the kind of stuff that I would look for. Yeah. That's really cool. I like that a lot. I think definitely def- I think I I like the idea for like for like this sorcerer of like some like pets. Yes. Like big monstrous pets. Mhm. Yeah, I love the idea in general that a sorcerer who lives in a tower by themselves has a lot of like automation and a lot of things that they have captured. So like yeah. they have the little like clay constructs that do all the wor- busy work for them. They've yeah. even got probably like they've hired a bunch of kobolds. I keep coming back to kobolds. They've hired kobolds you know to like, kobolds. mix potions for you. So they're just down in the co- in the potion room mixing potions. Yeah. They've got their like bestiary of different monsters that they hire like for when they need to like uh, create a tornado they've got the tornado beast or when they need to like fly somewhere they've got the griffin or whatever yeah and so you're like as you are climbing this tower you are running into all of the animate mechanisms they have or, yeah. or creatures they have they've captured to help them live their life in this giant tower perfect and like part of what using reusing these uh little pamphlets is for is that like the first time you get to the magic puzzle the gm looks at their options and goes like, oh, uh, kobolds. I love kobolds. I'm going to circle kobolds. Mm-hmm. And the next time you come up against that challenge, kobolds is circled. Yeah. So you're likely to use kobolds again. <laughs> uh, but that doesn't define necessarily the entire tower, right? Yeah, yeah, I got it. And so it like lets you like build out these things. And like, you know, you can even like, maybe even I'll put in some kind of thing where you can mark off how many times something has killed people. So that you as the GM can go like, oh, wow, this is a great room to have drawn. It killed, it's killed 12 adventurers already. So keep watching, folks. <laughs> um, cool. So, uh, so that, like, obviously we'll add more challenges. We'll add more yeah. aesthetic things. But this kind of, like, gets us started, right? And if you think of a challenge or an aesthetic that you want to, that you're like, oh, man, this should definitely be in there, uh, shout it out. Oh, I want to... Is a hall of mirrors kind of set up to too much? A room with a bunch of portals. <laughs> that's definitely. I think portals, mirrors. I think that's fine. Yeah, I like that. That you're I like love, fighting people. Put in. Uh, the I love the idea of a um, of a a room in your wizard's tower or in your sorcerer's tower because the sorcerer is so vain they need to see themselves. And from like from every angle, and so they have yes. like a, an elaborate portal or or mirror hall, so they can like they can that. see what they look like from behind. Yeah, and I also love the idea <laughs> that that isn't necessarily connected to the challenge. No, it's like just that there maybe the... gives a move, but it doesn't do the challenge. <laughs> yeah. So you could be like, oh, I rolled the the sorcerer's enormous horrifying pet. Yeah. In the hall of mirrors. <laughs> Yeah. Oh god. And just be like chased by a snake through enormous portal mirrors. Yeah. I love that so much. <laughs> this game is the most me game that has ever happened. It's good though. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. Did I tell you that one of the announcers gives you points for kissing? No, but I assumed. Yeah, yeah, you can heal by kissing. Nice. Yeah. The the sorcerer's monstrous snake. <laughs> I guess we're not gonna kink shame anyone, so No, no, absolutely not. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No, I, I was thinking <laughs> your other your other players, but you know. Right. <laughs> uh great, awesome. 
Uh, do you want to come up with some monsters? Uh, sure. Because, like, from here, like, we could also work on some, like, the tags around the monsters and stuff like that, or some other things that might happen in the tower. Mm-hmm. Um, some of that is pretty simple. So, like, we could also work on a couple moves. Um, or we could do a couple monsters, come up with, like, what kinds of things you might fight if you're in the tower. Let's do that. Or we could I jump think. ahead to the finale, because the finale also needs well, a little bit of work. Okay, let's jump ahead to the finale, then. I think that's, okay. that's, given the amount of time we have left in this episode, I think we definitely want to jump ahead a little bit. All right, awesome. So let's do this sorcerer. Yeah. So, at the beginning, I actually missed a, a little section, because I added it after I finished the template, that it says, the first time you enter, choose a name, and then mm. choose potentially some other little things. Um... I think for, because I was working on a dragon that has like some dragon sounding names Mm -hmm. and you choose an element for the dragon right then. But I think, uh, I think for this, for the sorcerer, I kind of like the idea that you get to the sorcerer and then you learn what kind of sorcerer they are. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense. Unless you think it's something that should be chosen. No, I think that that's, I think that having that be, you, you probably learn their name. Yeah, I like think you know their name before you go in the tower, but learning like what kind of magic they use yeah. comes later. Yeah, like I think you're at the beginning you're getting you're probably getting like name pronouns. Yep. And that's probably about it. Yeah. Just because we need the announcer to be able to go like Yeah. Grantathor the Impaler. Yeah. Dracolmore. Dracolmore. Macklemore. <laughs> Macklemore the thrift shopper. The thrift monster. I used the dark wizard Drock Elmore in <laughs> Protean City, and I never realized that that basically sounds exactly like Macklemore. <laughs> How did I do this? That's amazing. Did no one notice during the recording? No. I don't oh think my so. God. Was I in that recording? Yeah. You were one of the two people. That was the <laughs> VR game. How did I miss that? I don't know. Wow. I, don't know if I actually really called him out by name, but yeah. Okay. That's hilarious. Um, so that's my, that's my, the dark wizard of my heart. Well, we'll dark, definitely dark, put that name in as one of the, more. yeah, well, we'll definitely put that in as one of the names because you'll just have like a circle, the name yeah. kind of thing. Um, but all of the names are going to be like way over the top. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we might put in, we might put in like, uh, I'm, I'm trying, I'm still trying to come up with, a way to describe like the fantasy species because mm-hmm. I don't super love species. Yeah. Uh, I, know. I really am not at all on board with, with the use of race. Like, yeah. but I want to be able to have like a definitive kind of thing. Like if you, if you went in the first time and Dracolmore is a lizard is like a yeah. lizard, then ideally yeah. they'd be a lizard in the future. Yeah. Um, oh, maybe aesthetic is something you're choosing at the beginning. Yeah. Like some yeah. kind of animal that keeps on getting repeated everywhere. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Snake, toad. What other things for that? Um, but, like, you know, that's... I, I've I've seen, like, heritage, bloodline, ancestry. Yeah. All None of them feel... are great. The no. prob- The problem is that the entire, like... The way that fantasy has done all of these groups has been so bad that there's yeah. almost no word you can attach to it that makes it good. <laughs> yeah. And so like if you're trying to do something that is playing in that same fantasy space and like using things that are recognizable because it's fun to recognize things, mm-hmm. 
then <laughs> that makes it tough. So I guess at me if you yeah. have thoughts. Yeah. Um, but let's do this sorcerer. So um, they're gonna have like some stats and stuff like that. They're gonna have like moves. This is kind of like a. This is kind of like a villain in masks, I guess. Yeah. I but gotcha. like it has more going on. Like we want mm-hmm. the setting of it to be consistent so that the setting can influence the fight. Mm-hmm. So like the dragon I was working on, like you are on just a small piece of land mm. in the middle of like an enormous pit of flames or whatever element the dragon is. And yeah. there's like all sorts of balconies around that it can fly up to. Yeah. Well, the wizard, but, the fight with the wizard definitely has to happen at the top of the tower. Oh, Yes. Top of the tower. Great. Get that good, like, two towers vibe where you're, like, up on the top looking out over at a, at yeah. a new, unrelated landscape that you've never seen before. Yeah, definitely. Oh, maybe this is when the sorcerer's pet, like, show, like, maybe the sorcerer's pet has to show themselves at this point. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe you fought them down below at some point, but now they're back and they're with the sorcerer. That would be a cool um like legacy thing oh Um, yes if you have fought the pet before it doesn't show up during the final battle yeah but if you haven't it does and so like every you're like you're hoping you find the sorcerer's pet yeah yeah pet if not fought yeah and then like if you did fight the pet and they're they don't get called then the sorcerer is like you slayed my monster yeah yeah cool that's awesome i like it and then maybe each time you get rid of that like well that's there's advancement questions i have no idea if these are going to advance or not yeah yeah um so we would want so the sorcerer needs some moves Mm -hmm. what are some good villain moves for the sorcerer Hmm. good villain moves I mean, shooting lightning. Yeah, yeah. Shooting lightning, a la the the emperor. Um, using magic on the. I mean, this is hard because I'm imagining one of the things that you will like, sort of maybe secretly select as the gem, is what type of magic they use. Yeah. Um, and so without really like knowing what kind of magic they're gonna use, it's hard to like say what um what that would look like in a move but doing um using some kind of a move that uses their magic to split up the party i think Ooh, i or, like that or like uh or entrap one of the members of the party yeah um be that enshrining them in ice or crystals or like summoning a zombie or two to like grab one of the members the party yeah. members or like levitating them in the air turning them into a chicken yeah I love that. Um, what else? I kind um, of like the idea of the sorcerer like sapping strength from somebody and like yes. aging them. Yes. Because we already have like a little bit of that aesthetic with like the going through doors and potentially getting trapped. Yeah, it's not, this is not quite a lich and I would associate like, uh, like life sucking, but I think that it's close enough. I, there might also be an individual lich book though. Okay, it might be yeah, better so for me to leave that for the lich. Okay. But transforming somebody or transforming, transforming a part of somebody. Important. Yeah. Yeah. That's a wizard thing. Yeah. I think transforming party members, not transforming themselves. Yes. 
that's cool. So you you beat him, but you you leave with like one arm is is a cat's arm. <laughs> oh god, that's so weird. It's so weird, and I, I love, love it. That. Oh god. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, he turned my face into stone. Yeah. Nice. I love that. So a couple of those little moves might have a specific move attached to it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like more written out, but I'll I'll build some more content with that. And you you've got shared to this, so you and I can keep messing around with yeah. it. But there's one last thing that I do want to hit for every floor. Okay. So, when you beat the sorcerer, you make like a little mark of like how many times you've done it. Mm -hmm. And then you roll plus the number of marks. Oh, that's cool. And uh, is that the number of times you have beaten the sorcerer or how many times the sorcerer has been beaten? The number of times the sorcerer has been beaten. Okay. Because otherwise it's a lot of it's a yeah. lot of uh record keeping, right? Okay. But the because because you're essentially working for a drop yeah. of an advancement that you get to put on any item you have. Oh cool. So like basically each uh each boss, each packet has one advancement that at some point the players will get to put on a piece of equipment. That's cool. And so, like, basically each card will have, like, a blank slot for you to write in what it was. So I need to choose one. So we need to come up with something for the Sorcerer. Hmm. Um, well, so far we've had a lot of of um, teleportation and portals and, tr- and animation and, teleport and uh, uh, transformation. Yeah. So one of those. Yeah. So I think either something that transforms something... Or something that uh, that allows you like some form of teleportation. Mm-hmm. Or animation would be cool. Animation would be cool. Also, that's true. Like you put it, you put it onto your sword, and then your sword can animate itself. Oh yeah, of, uh, flip becomes a floating sword. That's very wizardy. Yeah, I think yeah. that's got to be what it is. Okay, so I'm trying to figure out what animated armor would be like, but a shield. You can would be also obvious. say like. It can also say, like, intelligent weapon or intelligent armor. Yeah, okay. So, we'll say intelligent item for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is, like, I don't know, roll plus int slash magic to give a command. Mm-hmm. And there's going to have to, like, part of this game is just going to be that, like, some of the moves are just, are just essentially specific defy dangers Mm -hmm. and so like this is going to be a specific defy danger that you can uh make a roll and the gm will give you a call 10 plus 7 to 9 etc yeah gotcha just because i don't want people to i want like writing down intelligent item uh int plus magic to give command is easy Mm -hmm. writing down a full five option (laughs) move is not yeah yeah yeah. this is where this is where if we had stickers it would mm-hmm. be ideal. Yeah, because you'd peel it off this pamphlet. Exactly. And stick it onto your item. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not a big company that can do that. <laughs> well, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Um, second edition. Maybe second yeah. edition of Radcrawl. <laughs> okay. Well, cool. 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 I think we, we, we rocked through a, a chunk of that. We, at least we laid out the framework. Yeah. I have to go back in and fill out some details. But I think that's, that's cool. I have a, a much better sense of what, like, running through a game of rad crawl is going to be like 
That's awesome. And you'll probably get a chance to come up against our Dread Sorcerer. Nice. Yeah. I hope so. Uh, I think I'm probably going to bring try to bring a dragon and a sorcerer. Cool. Um, and just kind of run people through a couple different things. I'll have to see if I've got time for it, because I also have some rewriting to do for the general system as well. Yeah. And I need to print everything. <laughs> okay. Well... Um, so having heard all of the, the kinds of things that need to go into one of these, these, uh, pamphlets, if you want to talk to us about that, throw out ideas, help Brandon work through some of that. Um, or if you want to talk to us about ideas for episodes or send us cool, um, threads like Sydney Icarus's, um, uh, thread about, um, how to summarize that? Uh, like tokeny, oh yeah. tokeny stat stuff. Yeah. Um, we love those, and then we can turn those into episodes at, at some point. Um, so the best one of the one of the best ways you can do that is to reach out to us on Twitter, where we are together at Stop Hack and Roll, or I am individually at End the Meltdowns, and I'm at Doctor Captain Cobalt. You can find all of our episodes, links to some of the games we've been working on, and a little bit more at www.stophackandroll.com. You can email us at James or Brandon at stophackandroll.com. If you like the show and would like to help other people find it, give us a rating review on iTunes or whatever other pod conglomerate you use to find us. Uh, high ratings help other people find it and put us in suggestion boxes and all sorts of things like that. And it also just is really nice for us to read those yeah. Uh, positive reviews. Yeah. Um, we make this show and all of our other shows with the support of our Patreon backers. We would like to welcome two new backers, Justin Hunter and August, as well as thank our old favorites like Tavern Tales, a Polyamorous Q, Baron Chug, ShuffleQuest, Michael Bowman, Matthew Marquez, Robert Kosick, and Rob Harvey. If you'd like to help support this show and future shows on the network, check us out at patreon.com slash stop hack and roll. If you can't support us financially, that's totally understandable. Um, not everyone has the, the, the fiscal flexibility to do that. Um, but you can support us in other ways. Like I said, like reach out to us on Twitter, join our community. Um, and the best way to sort of be part of that conversation that like gives us life and helps us drive the show and find things to decide what to talk about is to come join us on our Discord, which can be found at tinyrail.com slash SHR Discord or discord.stophackandroll.com. So as you're sprinting through a Scooby-Doo-esque hallway, being chased by what you can only describe as a monkey griffin, don't forget to stop, hack, and roll. Roll.